So it's all about brand leadership and like thought leadership. So just even by having a podcast, you're putting yourself out there as somebody who knows what they're talking about. And if I don't know what you exactly want to do with your personal brand or what you want to promote, but that puts you in a position of authority and leadership immediately. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Neil Mackay, the podcast guy. And he is now helping his clients to start their podcast and become thought leaders in their industry. Right now, you'd be silly not to have a podcast as a business. It's just one of the best ways to market. In this episode, we're going to dive into Neil's case studies on how podcasting really helped businesses to grow and get more clients and leads. If you ever thought about creating a podcast, this is probably the time for it. But if you're still hesitant, do listen to Niels' episode and stay tuned. Welcome, Neil, to the Aspiring CMO Podcast. Amazing to have you here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm really happy for your business. I started working with... Uh, we were working together a year ago, exactly a year ago, right? And... Uh, and I yeah. think I saw the inception of your podcasting course, and I'm super, super happy with the smarter podcasting, your community, and I see so many clients we've got now. So yeah, congrats. Yeah, no, it's exciting that you were there and you gave me such great advice. And I will tell you what advice that you gave me, which I didn't take at the time because I was still figuring out what I was actually doing. But I Later on, once I took that advice, I was like, oh, I get exactly what she was talking about. But I also have you to blame. Great. Because when I first decided to do a podcast course, it was one of these ones where I warn people not to do this and I fell for it, where you read a blog or you read something and it's like, oh, start a side hustle, make some extra money, start a YouTube channel, a podcast, a blog or an online course. And I was like, oh, I could do an online course. That would be easy. I'll take some of the blog posts that Annie had created and I'll put it into a course on Teachable and then I'll sell that and I'll make some side income. And then I showed it to you and then you recommended me to talk to Mike. And by the time I showed it to both of you, you were both like, this is worthless and garbage basically because it was basically just text on a screen, which I now realize. So between you and Mike, you were like, you got to go make videos, slides, PDFs, quizzes, all of this. So then I like, I can sometimes not get obsessive, but I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm all in on this. And so for about nine months, eight months, every spare moment that I had, I was in my spare bedroom, writing scripts, recording them, editing them. It took so long to create that course and totally worth it because now it is valuable. Um, what I was planning in the beginning, just to take some blogs and put them in, in a, and charge people for it was a terrible idea. So, uh, but I have you to blame for that because I was just going to take, it was going to take me like a week to do that. And instead it took me right. nine months of, of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nine months is still not that long, really. Some people spend years and years building mm. their online courses. So, uh, yeah, again, another congratulations. It's only nine <laughs> months. So, yeah. But let, let's just start with like, how did you start podcasting? Because, you know, a lot of people might want to know your starting story. Hmm. It was just boredom. So what happened was, so I've always been a massive podcast fan since like way back, like before you were born, which makes me feel really old. I, I was like from the Wait, early 2000s. podcasting before 98. Prop. You were born in 98. I started listening yeah. to podcasting in like 2000s. So nearly. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it was the first ever podcast was published 20 years ago. Just this week was the anniversary of the first ever podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I was listening to the Ricky Gervais show, then obviously get into Serial. Have you ever heard Serial, the story of the Adnan Syed story? It was like the first major true crime podcast. It was like a global phenomenon. And that was really exciting. Like my wife and I, we would, I think the first and only time I've ever listened to a podcast with someone else because it was week by week and it was like true crime. You're like, what's going to happen? And so we'd lie on the couch and like listen to it on the speakers, which it's pretty unusual because podcasting is a very solo, solo thing to do. But we we listened to that, and then you know you'd go meet up with friends. Like, did you listen to the latest episode? So that was really the rebirth of the podcasting as a global phenomenon. Was was the serial podcast? So I don't, and then from there, I just um, always been a podcast listener. And so one, so my wife and I we spend a lot of time together. We're kind of an unusual company that we like really like spending time with each other and spend all our free time together. And so our, our schedules changed and she now had to work on a Sunday and I had a Sunday off. And so I was just starting to get really bored because, you know, don't have a huge, didn't have a huge amount of friends here. And the number one thing to do would to be go out drinking right on a Sunday. And I didn't really want to go out drinking all day without her because then by the time she'd finished work, I'd probably be wasted. And that's no fun for anyone if your partner's right. already wasted on her from Sunday drinking, even though that is a fun thing to do. But so I was pretty bold. And then I was like, ah, I should start a podcast. That'd be cool. Also, because living in Saigon, there's so many interesting people here. And being an English teacher at the time, one of the things you hear time and time again is, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm just an English teacher. And they kind of say it in this negative connotation. And I realized slowly that none of these people were just an English teacher. They'd all had super interesting backgrounds, whether they were musicians or leather workers or um, artists or anything. Like they had such interesting backgrounds. So that was really the the impetus was to share those stories to get behind the just the teacher so that's kind of where it started started to share stories of people living in saigon so originally it was called seven million bikes a saigon podcast which is a way too long a name and breaks all the rules of podcasting of podcasting names but um that was the original name and then it kind of i didn't even realize at the time how much it took off almost instantly now starting other podcasts since then and you're like oh wow okay that did really well And then it grew. I can't even remember what the exact point was, but started to interview people outside of Vietnam. Um, But everything, it was always somebody connected to Vietnam. So whether they were Hungarian, Swiss, or Swiss, uh, sorry, Hungarian, Vietnamese, or Swiss, Vietnamese, American, Vietnamese, um, they all had a story to share about Vietnam and a connection to Vietnam. And so then that just kind of grew from there. And then I started a second podcast because I'm also a stand-up comedian called Did That Really Happen?, and that was just like something I just loved. Every time I heard a comedian, I always thought, even before I started doing comedy, I'd be like, wow, did that really happen? Because it's just hear the craziest stories. And then as I started doing comedy and telling those crazy stories, and I'm like, you yeah, know, that actually did really happen. And every time I asked a comedian, they were like, oh, no, I couldn't make that up. That was 100% true. So that whole premise of that podcast was interviewing a comedian, playing one of their jokes, then asking them, did that really happen? And then they explain the joke and we and we talk about comedy. So that was my initial foray into creating my own podcast. Amazing. I love the the start of the Vietnam podcast. Now you call it the Vietnam podcast, right? Not- yeah. And then over as I started to interview more people outside of Saigon, it changed to a Vietnam podcast and I dropped the 7 million bikes and that became more of the brand for the entire company. Awesome. I, uh, um, what's that? 
Uh, and what was the milestone for the Vietnam podcast? Because I think I sh- you shared it on your social. Was it 10K downloads? In- 50,000 downloads we 50. hit recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah which was a major, well. major milestone. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like some podcast, it's just it's always hard comparing yourself. Some podcasters do hundreds of thousands, millions of downloads, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not insignificant. And you know, as well, starting your own podcast, like the feeling of having 50,000 downloads. And then when you look at like the hours listened, I can't even remember the last time I looked, it's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of hours listened. I guess it would be thousands, tens of thousands of hours yeah. listened. And you're like, wow, somebody listened to this that much, which is crazy. It is, it is. I mean, I just crossed a 10 episode milestone for myself and I was like, wow, that's, that's like, it was a lot. It's a lot of work to do a podcast and you do two. How do you actually No, you do three, right? I don't, you have the smarter podcast. Well, technically I do about 20 is the, oh, yeah. <laughs> by yourself, but by myself, but well, no, no, not by myself. So a, a Vietnam podcast, um, went up to season nine and then as you know you were a guest host on it and part of that was because I was starting to lose a bit of my passion for it I felt like I wasn't giving it my full uh, effort after being I was getting because I was so busy with other projects and I felt like I was getting repetitive in some of the episodes and the questions and so I opened it up to guest hosts so that's where you came in you, you did a guest hosting which was amazing it's cool because two of the people who three actually three people who did a guest host spot on a Vietnam podcast went on to start their own podcast. So you, Mika Chu and Misha Smith all now started their own podcast after doing that. So that, that's like pretty crazy. Yeah. And I, I love when you, you have that influence on people you didn't even mean to do or realize. Um, so that was pretty cool. So a Vietnam podcast was going and then the comedy one was going, but that was more of a like a side side project, the comedy one. I was not following any of the the rules of podcasting. I wasn't being consistent. I wasn't promoting it. I wasn't really doing much with it at all. It was just more. Another thing as well, as I was building, as I was working on more and more podcasts, I wanted to try new tools because on a Vietnam podcast, I'd only ever used Buzzsprout. I'd only ever used, um, well, GarageBand and then Descript. And so I wanted to try and use different tools and techniques. So I started to use uh, Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasts as the host. Um, and I can't remember a couple other things I changed. Where, and I was also trying to see how quickly I could do it because I've eaten on podcasts. Like, you know, podcasts take a long time. So I was like, how quickly can I make a podcast? Because for a one-hour episode, I've worked it out before. In total, by the time you make the social media assets, you post them, you share them, you edit it, you come up with the questions, you interview the guest, it's probably about eight hours of work for yep. an hour of 100%. a podcast interview. Yeah, yeah so you see that as well. Right now, yeah. We're just going to take a quick break to mention that you can also sign up for Niels's podcasting course in the show notes below. Neil has spent all of his uh, experience and energy into diving in how to really start your podcast from hosting the microphone equipment and choosing your podcast name all these little nuances that beginner podcasters or just marketers in general get caught on he will dive into all the shortcuts that you need to know to effectively start your podcast and get into the interviewing session and definitely show yourself for your future customers and future leads it's crazy people don't nobody realizes that in the beginning right and so that was the second one so vietnam podcast eventually I sadly put it on a break, which took a lot. I wanted to do it for a long time. 
And I didn't do it because one, I had a, a really good uh, community on Patreon who were, were giving a donation to the podcast, but it's not enough to like pay the bills or really pay much at all, but it, it's more the guest, the gesture that they're actually giving something to the podcast. So that was part of why I didn't stop it. One of my listeners who you probably know, Zion, he has a tattoo of my logo on him. I he got a tattoo, him. I know, I which saw is it. just mind blowing that somebody got a tattoo and, a, and I've read, he's written a blog about why he loved 7 million bikes or so how, why he loved the Vietnam podcast because it helped him settle into the city and I've met people who have come to Vietnam they're like oh hey I listened to your podcast before I got here and things like that so it was really difficult to stop it because it was so well loved sadly eventually I put a Vietnam podcast on uh, a long hiatus but what I did in the meantime to keep it going because I could see there was still a demand for it was I would do two things. I would do something called a podcast, which I would post an old episode um, and it would get more downloads than a regular episode. So I would do a new introduction for it and explain why I'm posting it because I built up such a big back catalog of old episodes from years in the past and, and start to understand people's podcasting habits. You know, when you come across a new podcast, you're often going to just look at the newest episode. You might not go all the way back two years because it's a long way to scroll down. So I would take these old episodes and then often as well, when I initially recorded them, it was on a Blue Yeti mic in a big, big room. The sound wasn't great. Um, and so I would remaster them like a, like a Star Wars movie. I would digitally remaster them, which means I would yeah. put them through like Descript, turn on the studio sound and increase the quality of the audio. So that was pretty cool to be able to post an old episode, but increase the quality of it. So I was doing podcasts and then I was doing pod swaps. So I would take podcasts from either one that I had been interviewed on, as long as it was connected to Vietnam, that was the biggest thing. If I was on another podcast, it had to be about a Vietnam podcast, basically. And with the permission of that person, I would then post that on a Vietnam podcast, do an intro for it, like, hey, this is me on XYZ podcast, check it out. Or then I started to make podcasts for other people here in Vietnam. And again, with their permission, I would post their episodes on my channel. So I was able to consistently post content, but it was never consistent. Um, and it was never brand new content. But just the fact I've been able to keep pushing out content on that channel. Again, it probably breaks all the rules of podcasting. I've never really seen anybody else do that before or do it so consistently. But I was staying true to my niche, which my niche is connection to Vietnam. So... I was making, I wasn't just posting anything, any random podcast on there. It was always something that featured me or a client I worked with that was about Vietnam. And then, so that's now been nine months. And then the crazy thing was I went back and looked at my downloads after not checking them for ages and they were going up and up and up higher than they'd ever been before without any new content. Wow. And I, yeah, I was like blown away. So I was still posting content sometimes but not new content so like so for example a pod swap so another podcast so I, I looked at the stats a little bit and i was like where are all these downloads coming from because like the new, the episode i would post would get about the same as what an, an episode normally got mm -hmm. but i was getting all these downloads so then i looked into it so about 80 percent of my downloads were coming from my back catalog okay so that was like unbelievably exciting to be like because I designed the podcast from the beginning to be evergreen mm -hmm. so that uh, we never really discussed current events so I, I never was like hey come to my comedy show this weekend we never really talked about what was happening in the news we tried to talk about people's stories which obviously never change and even during COVID and during the lockdown 
I tried my very best to avoid all talk about that. We, it came up a little bit because it was so difficult to not talk about it at the time. But I wanted to make sure it wasn't the focus of the episode. And so the point of that is if you go back and listen to an episode of a Vietnam podcast from two years ago, you shouldn't really be able to tell whether it was recorded last week or last year because the That's content amazing. is evergreen. That's a really great tip, yeah to uh, repurpose content like I, I people always think of repurposing content like taking the current one and then making it into like different social channels whereas you actually mm. kept the same channel but you just use the old content to put it into a newer version which is pretty amazing yeah do you yeah, use was, the same thing for your clients well, so now it's not using old episodes yet because most of them are pretty new but definitely repurposing content so what what i advise now is your podcast is just one asset and then you want to use that asset for various different channels and social media. So if you have your video, if you do video, video is maybe the main asset. So you're going to take the video, then you're going to take the audio, you're going to put that on a podcast, then you're going to break the video down into short form content for reels and TikTok and uh, YouTube shorts and uh, Instagram. And then you're also going to want to create a blog post for that episode so that the episode has somewhere to live on your website. So yeah. yeah. What are the some of the key rules of podcasting? Because you did mention it a lot <laughs> ever since we started this episode. But like, could you just like kind of list mm. out some of the rules that you, that you go by and advise your clients? Well, I think I mentioned how I broke the rules of the name. So the original name was Seven Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast. So that's six words. It's too big. Really, it should really be only three words at most and really describe mm -hmm. what the podcast is about. One of the things I learned as well, even still to this day, the business is called Seven Million Bikes, which is super confusing. And people ask all the time, even like this week and every week, what does it mean? So if somebody has to ask, what does it mean? Like it means you, if they come across that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and they see 7 million bikes, they have no idea what the podcast is about. So that's mm -hmm. partly why I dropped that and changed it to a Vietnam podcast. You technically shouldn't use the word podcast in the title of your podcast because people already know that they're looking for podcasts. So they don't need to be reminded that it's a podcast. How about show? Like... I think that would fall in the same category. I don't think you need okay. it. I mean, but again, like the Tim Ferriss show, right? And that's one of the biggest podcasts. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, I still think, I can't think of a way to make that any better. I think a Vietnam podcast works because as well, it was one of the first podcasts as well. So it's really super obvious. Like this is a podcast about Vietnam. Yeah. Um, there's another one called What About Vietnam? You Don't Know Vietnam. So these are all great names as well. But the biggest thing is try and keep it to three words. Keep it short and simple. Describe exactly what the podcast does. The other big, big rule is just be consistent. Like everybody tells you this all the time. What is consistent? Read all the like time. twice a week, once a week, two every two weeks? Or? Whatever you decide it is. So whether it's once a week, once a day, once a month, it's the same time, the same day. And then consistency with your content as well. So... There's a podcast I don't want to name, but it's based here in Vietnam and it's actually really good, but I don't follow it because they change what they do all the time. So you never really know, is it going to be like a panel of four people? Is it going to be an investigative episode? Like it's not consistent at all in their content. Like it changes all the time. So I never really know what it's going to be about. And also they're really inconsistent on publishing as well. And it does show... If you say I'm going to publish every single Monday at the same time, people know that the episode's going to be there because it's completely different to old school television. You probably only know the Netflix era, but old school TV was when a TV show would be on at half seven every night 
and you knew that you were going to sit down and tune at 7 30 every night well podcasting is not like that obviously you publish it and then people listen when they want to but if someone thinks if someone knows every tuesday morning i'm going to listen to this podcast on my drive to work and then one tuesday morning they go to look for it and it's not there they're going to listen to something else and they might never come back to your podcast again because the, now they've found a new podcast to listen to. So you do have to be consistent, same time, same day, same week, same month, whatever you do, and be consistent in your content so people know exactly what they're going to be listening to. Hi, if you listened to this far, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. If you have any feedback for the show, please let me know on the Aspiring CMO Podcast social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, or send me an email on my website. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, and my biggest question is like, do you think like every company should start a podcast? Like I see that more and more brands are coming up with their podcast but is it a, is it smart to do it really what you absolutely yeah uh, i think it would be right now you'd be silly not to have a podcast as a business it's just one of the best ways to market especially i mean social media is so challenging so where do people spend money on advertising right like you want to advertise your business you're going to spend money on social media i don't know tv ads do they still exist billboards newspaper ads magazine ads, ads like, yeah like yeah those, right those so you're gonna spend something you're gonna spend your money on something and you want to get the best bang for your buck right but like we know when you're scrolling people are going scrolling quickly you might have someone look at your ad for a split second and go buy it okay you're gonna get maybe with the targeting you're gonna get to the right people but even that's more difficult now since apple like turned off that feature basically yeah. that makes it more difficult for facebook to target you um newspaper ad i mean i don't know who reads a newspaper these days but obviously they do they do still exist so there's just so many different ways of advertising but a podcast when you use it in the right way to tell a story and and put the list and give the listener value it means that you can really create deeper engagement with the listener because about the stats the last stat i read is that when somebody starts a podcast 80 percent of people will listen to the end so you think about where people, again, are listening to podcasts. They've got it right in their ears. They're either driving, they're in the gym, they're doing the dishes, the housework, something where they are giving 100% attention to it. Like, I can't listen to a podcast when I'm doing anything else. Like, when I listen to a podcast, it's when I have zero distractions. And I'm going to listen to basically every single word that is said. And you're going to take something from it. You're going to choose a podcast. You're like, oh, this one teaches me this or it gives me value or it entertains me. You're going to choose it for one of those reasons. And so as a business, for you to be able to create that piece of content where one, the person who listens to it is going to be your target audience. They wouldn't listen to it otherwise. Like, so you're already getting engagement with somebody that you want to be in front of. And then the 80% of people who start it are going to finish it. So you're getting their attention, which as you know, like, getting people's attention these days is so difficult because there's so many channels there's so much content it blows my mind there's like netflix buddy amazon prime bbc there's just it's endless right and then we have all these podcasts and you got youtube videos so for you to create something that's going to get somebody's attention like that is just so invaluable it's relatively cheap compared to most other types of advertising as well you can repurpose the content into so many ways so you can have so many touch points because i think it was your podcast i saw recently that what was it the person said you need to touch somebody seven times before they buy yeah 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 that was my 
she was a she's a social media marketing agency owner so she really advises her clients to keep pushing content because a lot of businesses like yo this content marketing takes a lot of time a lot of effort i don't know what's the direct return why the hell should i do this Hmm. so then they put on like five posts doesn't convert never do it again but then you know in order to keep uh the tension, the momentum, you keep pushing and pushing. And honestly, like with my podcast too, like I understand like my stats are super new because it's a new podcast, but people mm. around me are aware that I am the host of this podcast. So mm. I'm, I'm still on that stage where like, okay, Annie has a podcast, but then I know I need to keep convincing them and keep promoting and keep promoting until they're like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to one of them. And it's like, I don't know, this is the the risk or I don't know, pain that the every content marketer has to go through it's just that i'm just gonna push until you give in (laughs) (laughs) well the the thing is as well right so does it matter if they listen to your podcast if somebody knows that you're the host of the aspiring cmo so it's all about brand leadership and like thought leadership so Mm -hmm. just even by having a podcast you're putting yourself out there as somebody who knows what they're talking about and if i don't know what you exactly want to do with your personal brand or what you want to promote but that puts you in a position of authority and leadership immediately. And so I think about like the shorts, like how many things do I see where I just see the short? There's one touch point. Maybe they see like, like the, the thing is, so the difference with YouTube, on YouTube, if you put a video out, you'll be lucky, you'll be doing amazing if you get 40% engagement, right? So if someone yeah. consumes 40% of that video. I've just started on YouTube a little bit. It's not my main focus, but like my video, my podcast, when I put them on YouTube, get like 4% engagement. Like people yeah. listen to the beginning and that's, I need to get better at it. Obviously you can improve that. It's not something I'm really focused. I'm not focused on at all right now, but still it's 4% engagement. Whereas when I put out a podcast, if you get even 10, 20 people listening to that, 80% of them, so let's say 20 people listen, 16 of them are going to listen to the end on average. That's mm-hmm. 16 people consuming everything you're saying. And you don't need hundreds or thousands of people. You just need the right people to listen to you. And then they go, oh, I want to work with Annie because I agreed with what she said. So it's all about brand positioning. And and just giving value. So like one of my clients, my biggest success stories, who I'm actually recording a podcast with them again this week. So they're doing the third season now. They identified that they wanted to create a touch point to talk to their customers. So they had an email client base of like 500 customers that they'd worked with over the years. And they admittedly had just done a terrible job of communicating with them. And they'd never really talked to them much or reached out to them. And they wanted to make sure that when they were going to talk to them, they were going to give give those clients value, not just like a email, like, Hey, we haven't heard from you. You haven't heard from us in a while. How are you? We'd love to work with you again. Like something like that. They wanted to give value. So what I did with them and it was all of their creation, but I did all the technical stuff and, and hosted actually as well was created a podcast for them based on their industry that helped answer a question that people in their industry would ask and then solve it. So super simple. I mean, something that I wouldn't know about. It's pretty funny being the host of something like that because they script it and I have to ask the questions like I know what I'm talking about and I have no idea what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, so talking about blah, blah, blah. Um, but they, it's obviously scripted. And don't tell anybody that, that sometimes things are scripted. That's a shh, that's a secret. Right, um, right. Like this conversation <laughs> is totally not scripted as well. Totally not <laughs> scripted, no. <laughs> but yeah. so they sent, that out, they sent that out to the database 
and like immediately got business from it. Like a high, a high paying client immediately responded to them and were like, oh, hey, we love this. We haven't heard you from you in ages. We actually forgot about you, which they knew that already. They knew that their customer base had forgotten about them because they hadn't been communicating well with them. And so it worked. Immediately, they started getting business from it. And now we're doing the third season with them as well. So having a podcast for your business is like a, a no-brainer. And some people think as well, like, oh, there's too many podcasts. There's, I mean, there's not. <laughs> there's not too many podcasts at all. There's maybe too many bad podcasts. There's maybe too many irrelevant podcasts. You now have these like... Um, podcast agencies podcast production studios and like la one of them's called wondery that just pump out podcast after podcast sign up big celebrities podcast like what's what 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 is a bad podcast in your opinion well number one is bad audio like if you Uh don't respect your listener that you want to give them the best possible audio then um that's a really bad podcast but some people do that and that's fine like you know i get sometimes i've been accused i've been told that I'm, can be too militant, I guess, like because I want your podcast. I want every podcast to be the best it can be. I want it to be amazing, and I love the medium. And so, when somebody does just make a podcast with terrible audio, that frustrates me because I want it to sound good. So, and it kind of is like, yeah, maybe the beginning of podcasting that was okay to do that. You know, just record on your phone, and you just want to get something out there. But now equipment is cheaper, easier. It doesn't take much to to make good quality audio. And then again, bad post, pod, then again, bad podcasting. Like I mentioned before, I think being inconsistent when you publish, inconsistent in your content, makes it really difficult. One of my biggest pet peeves is uh, banter, like laughing and banter. What you know, banter? like when two people just banter with each other, like just talk nonsense, like chit chat, and okay. they like joke and laugh with each other. Okay. So again, many mm-hmm. other people might be like, no, I love that type of podcast, but I personally can't stand it. If I turn on a podcast and it's like the two hosts and they're just like, hey, what did you do yesterday? Oh man, I went down here and blah, blah, blah. And they just like have banter, mm-hmm. chit chat that because again with a podcast for me you want to give value whether it's entertainment is okay but i don't find that entertaining just two people telling you about what they did last week or something like that so a bad podcast for me would be that a good podcast would be a good introduction strong introduction tells you what the podcast is going to be about and then get into it and then give you the value that you want to learn from so number one bad podcast was a bad audio all right and uh, any uh, common mistakes that you see uh, businesses make when they start their podcast stopping them like Maybe they choose the wrong, the angle or something. Because I'm thinking like in your case study where you mentioned that the the company started to answer frequently asked questions. Like that's a great angle, but I don't know what uh, unique angle can other businesses do. <laughs> Maybe they mess it up. Well, the know. two things. One, the worst thing that you can do is stopping the podcast. So once you start it, you should be consistent with it again. Keep it going um, and keep giving that value. So uh, there's a business I'm just pitched yesterday that I want to try and work with and I looked them up and they actually had started a podcast I was quite I was like oh wow they have a podcast already then it had two episodes and uh, then that was it and it stopped like two years ago or something like that so that's an example of what not to do so somebody at some point obviously had the idea let's do a podcast for for the business and then it just disappeared pod faded right they only managed to get two episodes in so that would be the number one thing of what not to do yeah. And I had another idea and I just forgot. I mean, what was it? I had something else I was going to add. 
What was your question again? Sorry, you're gonna have to cut this bit out. Just mistakes, mistakes that, that companies, mistakes that make. companies usually make. Fuck, what was it? I had two. One was stopping. Okay, uh, I, I okay. do have a new question though. In my theory, now that I'm a new podcaster, I, I believe that making a good, uh, promoting a podcast is just as important as making a good podcast. Do you agree with this, or do you think it's, it's not nonsense? No, no, hundred percent. That's the most difficult it. part is promoting it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, is but it? like anything, you could make. I mean. You can make any product. You can make the best product in the world. Doesn't matter what it is. If you don't promote it and market it, nobody will know about it. It's people hate that companies spend money on marketing, whether it's an English language school. And they're like, oh, they spend 40% on marketing. How do you think they get new students if it's a charity and they spend X amount of money on marketing or fundraising and people get so angry about it? And you're like, how do you think they get more money to do more good? They, like you just... So any, it doesn't matter what industry, what business it is, marketing is always the most difficult thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And uh, now briefly, like, walk me through your course. Do you, um, like, do you see, how do you see your students perform? Like, yeah, just walk me through the course, how to start a podcast. Yeah, so it's basically trying to answer a lot of the questions that everybody asks. The more and more you're part of Facebook groups, you just see the same questions getting asked over and over again. What microphone do I use? What's the host platform? How do I create the name? All of these things. So there's not a huge amount on it that's groundbreaking, but it's taking everything I've learned and put it all into one place. So the course is designed for a podcast beginner, and it's to help them save time mostly because, I mean, I remember when I first started, you, I mean, right away, it's something as someone who's somewhat of a podcasting expert, something seems so obvious. And then you realize, oh, it's only obvious because you know it. So, for example, finding a podcast host seems to me like the most super simple, basic thing in the world. But then even with my clients, you have to walk them through what is a podcast host. And you see people. And I remember in the beginning having I had a spreadsheet of all the different podcast hosts, comparing the pricing plans, what you got for them before I ended up settling on Buzzsprout. And so the idea of the course is to save all of that time. So instead of you having to go and do all of that research, okay. go and read all these blog posts, find it all out. I'm going to share that all with you in the one place. And you get to hear it from me, which... Uh, Apparently, people like listening to me, which is still pretty weird. <laughs> not weird, but yeah, that's a great way to sell your course. Well, I'm making it. People like listening well, to me. <laughs> it is something that's that, awesome. you know, being through with people yeah. is what is your USP, your, your unique selling point? And I still struggle to figure out what that is exactly because there's so many people that do similar things to what I do. And that, let's be honest, there's there's not that many different ways to do podcasting. So what makes my course different or what makes working with me different? And I hate to say this and I, I, I absolutely hate it, but I think it's me. Like I'm the unique selling point because people. I don't think you <laughs> hate to say it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a personal brand, right? It's Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, and you've done so many podcasts that you are still you, did you say you're running a, like 20 podcasts have about right 20 now, clients in total like, yeah on and off that's <laughs> yeah. nuts that's good. <laughs> yeah like um i mean i could maybe start of course but like obviously it would be nowhere as good as yours right like i i have experience with this like 10 episodes i've put out so far which is like like nothing so definitely like your your experience has been um 
a lot. Yeah, thank incredible. you. No, it's been it's been difficult the whole personal branding. Now, if you go to my website, my face and picture are all over it, and you know, selling myself, which yeah, for the longest time I did not want to do that, but then I kind of realized you almost have to these days. And if you want to build something, people want to know who they're working with. They want to know the person behind the brand and the story. And so I put all of that front and center. So that's another big thing that's changed over the last six months to a year. Before then, I was I was trying to hide behind the brand. And it was a bit, uh, I didn't really want to do it. I know people might listen or see and be like, yeah, you're full of shit. You are happy to put yourself front and center. I really wasn't. It really took a big, big effort and a big conscious decision to be like, yeah, okay, I should, I should put myself uh, front and center. So even the name, Neil McKay, the podcast guy, man, I cringe at it every time I see it and every time I read it. Honestly, I cringe. But uh, mostly the reason was because my name is difficult to pronounce because with my last name, there's about five different ways you can say it. Mackey, McKee, McKay, Ma- I don't even know. Nobody ever says it, McKay. So the biggest reason was just the rhyming to, so that if you even read it, you would hopefully understand that McKay is said the way that it rhymes with guy. So Neil McKay, the podcast guy, kind of rolls off the tongue a bit. And since I started using it, yeah, the feedback has yes. been from so many people like, oh, I love that. That's so cool. So it shows that I'm, uh, I'm doing the right thing, I guess. So just to go back to your question, with my course, when I kind of joke, like you get to learn from me, but that that is part of the unique selling point. And it has been the feedback from students and from the clients I work with is that they do really enjoy working with me. So that's, uh, it's kind of nice, but it, it's not, like I focus so much on the technical stuff. That's not like my main focus, but it's kind of seems to have have come up, come yeah. to the front. I like this course idea too, because you're right. Like a lot of people, when they start the podcast, they just go onto this like millions of uh, blog posts and then trying to make sense of it. And uh, from an SEO perspective, I don't trust any blog <laughs> posts at this point in time. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And uh, last question I always ask is like, if you were to start again, um, what advice would you give to people in their early 20s who want to start their own thing in marketing? In marketing? Yeah. Or just really any project. Really yeah, like themselves. I said, I'm not, I don't consider myself a marketer, but you do have to learn a lot of marketing skills. So I really don't know what advice I would give to somebody who wants to start in marketing. I, I have no idea. Okay, start in, like, just start your own project because, you know, for you, 7 million bikes mm. was the first one. And yeah, anything that advice would you give for your younger Quality. Self just younger focus self. on quality, doing the best you can with what you can. So I'm very much a doer and, uh, I'm a perfectionist in a way, but I will do what I can with the money I have and the time that I have. So if I only have money to buy a Blue Yeti microphone, which is not the best one, but I want to get started now, I'm going to get started now. Um, If I have to have this done by a certain time, then I'm not going to nitpick every single tiny little thing that's going to take it too long. So my, my advice, I give this in the course a lot and I give it to lots of people is uh, such a cliche like from Nike, but like just do it, like just get started. Like big thing for me, so I studied sports science and one of the things we learned about is something called paralysis by analysis. So with elite level athletes, you know, they analyze every aspect of their performance. It's it's insane actually, like um, some of the things we studied, like for example, somebody who's a swimmer, they're going to analyze 
like to the minute detail, how they dive into the swimming pool to make sure the dive is as good as it can be. So they'll go back and look at footage with a sports scientist and make sure that the foot was in the right position, the toes are in the right position, that then's going to give the best entry into the water, which is going to knock off. Like, you know, a gold medal can be the difference of like 0.01 seconds or something like that. So it's, it's all about that. But then there's also, there's like a bell curve. So if you analyze too much and you overanalyze, you're going to paralyze yourself because you're thinking about it too much. So it's called paralysis by analysis. Yeah. And that happens to many, many people. I know people that happens to where they will analyze something so much to the point where they'll be like, I'm just not going to do it. It's too much. So that can happen with podcasting. That's so overwhelming. There's so much to think about with the equipment and the hosting platform and the publishing and everything. And so you could look at all of that and just be like, wow, this is too crazy. I'm just not going to do it. So my biggest advice, whatever you're doing, don't overanalyze things. Just do it. Do what you can. Learn as you go. Make mistakes. I think too many people as well want to be perfect the first time. And you're never going to be perfect the first time. And you're not even going to be perfect the hundredth time. But as long as you... And I saw one of your posts about that, just being better every episode. So just focus on on that. Just get started, get it done, and and be better. Because think anyone who's successful didn't was never perfect the first time they started whatever they started. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. And if somebody would like to reach out to you, how can they find you? Yeah, go you? to my website, just 7millionbikes.com or, of course, Facebook, 7 Million Bikes Podcasts, and, and you can find me there. Amazing. Thank you, Neil, for joining the show. And I hope you have You are welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs>